Hello, and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. I'm Bell. <laughs> it was especially we, musical this morning. I yeah. have been singing more, like, instead of talking lately. I don't know. Like, okay. I started this a couple years ago. I have Dave doing it. Sammy does it. <laughs> we all went to Raya and the Last Dragon at the IMAX the other day because I really wanted to see it on the big screen, which I thought it was amazing and the pre um, the Disney short before it was awesome. Oh, mm-hmm. But after the movie, they went to the restroom and Dave and I were just like out in the, cause there's nobody there. Right. We're just out like right. dancing in the thing. And then Sammy comes out. I think like what the quarantine has done to me, I've, I'm just more animated than I was before. So I hope nice. you guys, are, it's not ever going back the way it was. I'm always going to no. I'm going to sing more and dance more. And it's not you're good singing. You're embracing your <laughs> Disney princess. Oh, <laughs> I just met the singing and the dancing, okay. you know, Disney, you're a big Disney person. I am. Um, I, think, I feel like my I, bun looks like a heart. Sorry, I'm a little It does. It does. I don't know nice. how I did that, but a little heart for us. I kind of feel like one of the ugly stepsisters on Cinderella. They have like the weird Yeah. No, we'll go with the heart. It's just another <laughs> It's another Val hair tutorial that you can do. This is how you do. I don't know how to redo that. That was an accident. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm accidentally awesome sometimes. That accidentally I like awesome. that phrase. I like that phrase. I'm going to steal that. Okay, that's a great phrase. I will give it free to the world. You are welcome, everyone. That that needs to be the title of something like a podcast, a movie. Mm-hmm. That's going to be our something. first band album. There you we're go. Gonna have, we're yes. going to have a real. We're going to have a really awful band. Yeah. So, <laughs> movies that make us and our first album is going to be accidentally awesome because we're going to record it, and for some reason we don't know how it's going to turn out amazing. It'll just be awesome. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. It was better than the first idea I had as you were saying that you were singing more. And I thought, well, we need to do a movies that make us musical episode where we just sing the whole episode. We would lose I'm all our Can we do it for the spider cut? And I can sing this movie sucks. It still really sucks. Cider cut. It'll be Justice League, the cider cut, the musical, the podcast. It couldn't be worse than the actual movie. <laughs> I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. Right. You have heard right. me sing. Yes. yes. That's a bold yeah. statement. Yep. <laughs> None of us are good at it. Well, maybe Jake's good. I don't know. No, I, I am not. I am not good at it. Um, but we, we will be reviewing that, the Snyder Cut, on March 25th. We are going to go live. <laughs> in the evening on March 25th and do the Snyder Cut. You have to sing it now, Jake. The Snyder Cut! The Snyder Cut! Yeah! We got our tangent out at the beginning of the podcast today and not the end. Yeah, like that's going to be the only tangent for the whole podcast. I was was trying to be positive about it. (laughs) But we are going to be going live, so you guys will want to stay posted or stay tuned and find out the details on that uh, so we can get your input and your feedback as you've seen the Snyder Cut and you can talk to us about it. And there will be people that love it and there will be people who hate it and it'll be interesting to hear from both sides. So, yeah. Yep. It comes out this Thursday um, on HBO Max, so we're giving you a week to watch it. And then I will be reviewing it spoiler-free on Good Things Utah this Friday. So yeah. Nice. So have you seen it or is that coming? No, not yet. I'll be watching it Thursday like the regular world. I'm not special in any way. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) I was wondering if if Warner Brothers was sending out any kind of screener links or anything. I'm just not cool enough for it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm just excited to finally let the hype on this thing die down. Right? Because every news article is like Zack Snyder has released three seconds of footage. It's like, oh well, and they accidentally released uh, the first hour of it on Monday, this last Monday, a week fr- yeah. ago, when, when you, you turned pick- on Tom and Jerry, yes. you accidentally <laughs> got an hour of the Snyder cut. And I was home and I'm like, I missed like this opportunity. Um, but as soon somebody got fired, you know, they did like 
Monday yeah. there, it was the Monday full of mistakes because not only did HBO Max accidentally release the Snyder Cut 10 days early under Tom and Jerry, but um, it was the International Women's Day, right? And Burger mm. King thought that they would tweet something funny and they tweeted that women belong in the kitchen. And I don't think people got their joke. <laughs> that did not go over well, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was funny because they... Yeah, because they thought it was funny. <laughs> their mistake. <laughs> it, it is. It's that type of humor that if you do it right, it can be brilliant and funny. But you have to do it right, or else it's horrible and disastrous. Not, and it not was, Burger King, not a restaurant. Yeah, yeah not Burger King. Brooks. Yeah, it's no the Mel Brooks, Brooks type of humor where he he does stuff, and you're like, well, that's just brilliant and funny. But if anybody else tried to do some of his jokes, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's not doesn't work. So Burger King, don't try to be Mel Brooks. Just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Keep making jokes about Wendy's and McDonald's, but stay away from women. That'd be great. Thanks. I've been loving the internet in some ways lately. James Gunn got into a discussion with a website this week because they reported that he was looking to cast, uh, that they were beginning to cast Adam Warlock for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And he said, we have not started any casting. Like, all of this is false. <laughs> like, well, our source is pretty reputable, and we believe that they're telling the truth. And he's like, well, your source is wrong. I mean, it was just like, this back and dude, forth where like James Gunn is the ultimate source on that. Yeah, right. Like, it's like when somebody says, well, so I heard that you're getting married. And you're like, I'm actually not getting married. And they're like, but we heard from, like, the most reputable. Well, but I, it's I about me. You, yes. <laughs> Well, and it was, and like the rumor was just bizarre because it was, they were looking to cast a Caucasian male, certain age, that was Zac Efron Mike. And he said, well, first of all, I don't know why I would cast a Caucasian person in a role where they're painted in gold. Like it doesn't, like, I don't care what race the right actor is. Anybody can be dipped in gold and be this person. And he said, and second of all, if I wanted someone Zac Efron Mike, don't you think I'd just go out and get Zac Zac Efron? Efron. And it's not like at this point Zach Efron's gonna say no to being in Guardians of the Galaxy right. Volume 3. So I don't know, is he seen volume two? Yeah, but even <laughs> Sorry, if he did I, I like volume two. And I know this is a sore point, but I like parts. Yeah, but even parts. if even if you didn't like volume two, like if they come to you and say, Hey, do you want to be part of the MCU? Right. Yeah. Now, right now you're gonna say yes. I mean, yeah. that's just such well, a big deal. Yeah. Speaking of that, really quick, there was a really cool short that a guy out in like Minneapolis, I think, I don't remember where he's from, but he released a drone video. Have you seen this at the bowling alley? No. Oh my heck. I yeah, saw I heard the article. About this I saw online. the article, but I yeah. didn't click through last so night. So it's like it's like 90 seconds, and this guy had his drone pilot put on a VR headset. So he's seeing exactly what the drone is seeing. It's like bird's eye view. And it flies from like outside of a building down to the street level inside of a bowling alley. And then it's going like in and around people who are bowling and you're picking up bits of conversation. And it like goes back behind where the pins go. It's insane. And James Gunn tweeted that video and said, I need to find these guys because I need them to come out and work for me on Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah, I like, mean, it's really hard whoa. to be that intricate with a drone unless you work for, like, the military. Exactly. Like, it takes a lot of practice. Drones are hard. Yeah, and like, this thing really is hard. through, like, small spaces. There's, like, a, a a little theater next to the bowling alley, and it flies through this little hole in the wall, and it's it's wow. crazy cool. It's interesting. that video on our Facebook page or something. See, yeah, and it's I feel cool. Like- that's something that they should get those guys to come and do like the next Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. Right? Like the Wasp flying around like that. It would be <laughs> awesome to get that kind of point of view. Like that's cool. That's yeah, really cool. So and James and cool. Like, I want to hire them. Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad couple hours work. And it's it's all in one take and there's no CGI. It's all real in that's camera. Awesome. It's crazy. I mean, that's what they spent their pandemic doing. Like they like uh-huh. learned the craft. <laughs> And I just yeah. my face full of food. 
And they learned they learned how to do something. I really should have learned yeah. like a language or something. I feel like my time was wasted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go back and really, do it again. But I'm feeling like <laughs> I'm feeling like real anxiety too, because we're talking about how it's getting closer to the end. And right. you know, we had the president saying this week that he's thinking by July 4th we might be able to have gatherings and things like that. And I'm like I haven't done enough. Like I've got to start cramming in some stuff. Cause like, I'm starting to feel anxious about like, everybody's going to come out like totally improved and better. And I've done nothing no. with my time. No, no, very few of us. Very few yeah. of us. We have an album we're working on Jake. Right. That's right. I forgot about the album. Well, I'm trying, it's, it's an artistic choice to try to forget mm. about the album because the more I forget about it, the more accidental it will be. And then that's, possibly that's the more awesome. Gotcha. That's maybe, a good point. Maybe that's it. Good that's save. Um, <laughs> this is already a weird episode. Uh, which I love fits. when we do weird episodes. They're my favorite. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Well, and it fits our theme for this month because yeah. we are doing March Madness where we're picking movies that are just a little bit weird, a little bit off. Um, and uh, we, we gave you our offbeat directors last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it because we picked three very different directors and three different styles um, and gave you quite a variety of films to choose from. So um, go check those out. Uh, today, we are talking about one of my favorite just weird wacky movies that you hear the plot line and it's just not what you expect um so i married an axe murderer starring mike myers nancy travis like i love this movie it's one of my favorite movies from growing up and watching over and over again uh watched it again with my wife and remember just how quotable so much of the movie is yes <laughs> and it's just a bizarre like it's just bizarre the way that it turns out and the twists and everything else. It's just fun. I feel like so. it's kind of like musical as well, even though it's like mostly poetry, it's still, you know, kind of got this nice rhythm that goes to it. Mm -hmm. um, it it's just, it's, it all works, even though half of it doesn't make any sense at all. Like as they're writing this, like, okay, so we're going to be in this coffee shop. And have you ever seen like, that some coffee shops have really big cups and really small cups. Let's find like the biggest cup and make that a big yeah. part of the movie. Like it just like, it has nothing to do with the plot. It has nothing to do to move the, <laughs> the story forward, but it's awesome. Well, and, and I, this is one of those movies. There are movies out there where you watch them and you're like, what does the main character do? Like, how right? does he like survive, like make money? Like for a job. And I think he's a poet. Like we know he's a poet, right, but like but you don't make money at that. <laughs> you can't afford an apartment in San Francisco. You have to work a lot harder than he is to make money at being a poet. But he's got he's, no other he's, job. Like San Francisco butcher. is an expensive place to live. Yes. It's incredibly expensive. Yes, he's a, a former butcher. Or his dad was a butcher, so he used to help out in the shop, which comes in handy as he's trying to pick up the Nancy Travis character. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think that it ever bothered me so much as when I was watching it this time because I just kept thinking, this doesn't make any sense. There's no way you can live in San Francisco <laughs> as just a poet, a freelance poet. He must be doing something on the side that they don't show us because, yeah, like, there's no way. There's a lot of hooking that goes on in San Francisco. You just don't see it unless you go to like specific places. <laughs> we'll list those places for you, dear listeners, so you know where to go <laughs> next time you're in town. Because now that the quarantine's lifting, you can go to San Francisco. <laughs> just make it's, sure it's every actually my favorite city um, in the United States. Like I wanted to move there. I almost went to art school there. Um it, our senior trip for debate. Yes, I was on the debate team in high school and we went to Stanford for a debate tournament. And then we went into San Francisco and, you know, did all of the fun things. And I, I really love that city, but this is the thing. If you turn down the wrong street, mm -hmm. you are now one way streets for like four, four hours. Like you can't turn around. <laughs> so I, so <laughs> every street's a one way street. You're screwed. <laughs> in, in, in a previous life, I had a job that took me to San Francisco about once a quarter um, for work. And so I got to spend a little bit of time there. And it's true. I was just grateful that 
where I had to go to work there was just like downtown. And so I got a hotel close to there and it was all within walking distance. And I just took, I took BART from the airport to, to work. And that way I didn't have to drive because I, the idea of terrifying or of driving in San Francisco is terrifying to me because of what you you said. Walk almost everywhere and their public transportation is great. Um, but yeah, that one way streets. And then, um, it's if you ever travel there, here's just a little tip for San Francisco. You're going to pay probably more parking your car, your rental car, than you are going to stay in a hotel. So yep. like, don't get a rental car. Yeah. Parking is not <laughs> cheap. like $100 a night minimum to park your car at your hotel that you're paying to stay at. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It, it is expensive. It's crazy expensive wow. to park and drive there. Like they really, really want you to use public transit like really want you to anyway, anyway so that's our tangent about the city there's, but it's there's, a great city well, but it's well, a great city but this, this travel moment brought to you by but th- <laughs> san francisco's almost a character in this movie though because yeah. they do take you on a lot of the sites like one of my favorite scenes is phil hartman doing the <laughs> tour at alcatraz my friends call me vicky <laughs> Phil Hartman, man, that is a talent that was oh, gone too soon. It hurts that my heart every time I was. see him. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And he and the, these are the kinds of films that you see him in where you can really see him shine. I mean, he did the the news radio stint, the the series that he was on, and he was great there. But really seeing him as a comedic actor on like Saturday Night Live or in characters like he is, Vicky here giving the Alcatraz tour, you can see just how talented and funny he really was. Cause he plays the straight man better than anybody. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as he's doing that, like when they're, when he's talking about the guy who like took the eyeballs out of the other guy in the cell and Mike Myers character <laughs> keeps talking to his friend and he kind of just gives him that look and like rolls his eyes and you're like, Oh my gosh, he's going to kill him. <laughs> he's going to kill him. But like, that scene is great because it highlights Alcatraz. It highlights the city, but it's just so weird too, because again, here we are in the middle of the day and Charlie's got nothing going on. So they're just going to <laughs> take a tour. Right. Like, <laughs> and when they get Vicky, the, the guard, he's like, Oh, Vicky's my favorite because they go there all the time. So, you know, why not? Just that's anyway. why they, that's why they're chatting during the tour. And I've been to San Francisco so many times and have not done this tour. And I think mainly it's because I know I'm not going to get Vicky and I really. Yeah. What's the point? (laughs) What's the point? I want Vicky. (laughs) Now here's something that the other tour guides are not going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this the premise of this movie is great. Like what happens if you do actually marry an ax murderer? Like his mom starts talking about this tabloid <laughs> story that we've all seen the tabloids in the grocery right. store um, for, for people younger than us. That's like, it's like if you print it out TMZ and put them on a grocery store newsstand, that's what <laughs> the tabloids like TMZ were. If like, a British grandma on acid wrote it though, because it's like the British tabloids are way worse than the American tabloids when it comes to like, this is an alien baby with five heads or like the British is keeping captive, you know, some whatever in their basement. Like it's like just ridiculous, ridiculous news. And I love the mom. Like the mom is one of my, (laughs) most favorite characters because she's so serious about it. But the thing is, especially like this year, like this past year, there are so many people that believe this news is correct news. So as I'm watching this again, I was just like, foreshadowing. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because it's been a few years since I've watched it. And I remember, you know, before watching it and thinking who believes this kind of like, it's so ridiculous. And she's, and like the dad talking about the colonel and how he puts an addictive chemical in his chicken to make you crave it fortnightly, <laughs> like just stuff like that, where you're like, nobody believes this garbage today. People in, do in this world. I'm like, nope. We all know someone <laughs> who probably does believe. Yeah, it like, was funny back then because we're like only like a small percentage wackos. of people like believe this stuff, and now I'm like half the nation. Yeah, Have now it's nation believes these conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Now it's like 73 million people believe this stuff. It's just weird. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I do believe in the chicken conspiracy, though. I don't ever eat there. <laughs> I don't trust the turtle with his wee beady eyes. I just love the casting of this film is amazing. Like to down to the younger brother, like he does have a big head and then they yes, give him that totally big does. red hair. Like I'm sure they cast him and they're like, just grow it out. Just like just grow it out. We're going to go you know, yeah. and, and then him as his dad is like awesome. And then his mom, <laughs> which is amazing. But then the girl that plays Harriet's roommate Amanda I thought Plummer. was Amanda Plummer is so creepy. It's the Amanda, she's the best. Amanda Plummer is the is the daughter of Christopher Plummer. Oh, oh wow. I didn't and even put that together because I didn't know her. You name. might know her as Honey Bunny from Pulp Fiction. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I. That's where most people would know her from. Yeah. I think. Okay. I think we all know that I don't, but I. I <laughs> that there are I people try, out there I, who do. Again, I respect that movie, but I try and black a lot of it out because it's just yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, she is great. She's creepy in this movie. Yeah, she's really really good. I I love the scene where he meets her for the first time, and it's because she's in the shower and he doesn't know that she lives with someone else and he walks in on her and he feels bad. And when he leaves for the day and she's like, and don't worry, I won't tell Harriet what happened. And he's like, well, nothing did happen. Rose. Like I, but I love that. Like she's in the shower, but then she's downstairs eating breakfast and he's like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like already kind of like foreshadowing that she's this serial killer ninja, you know, like, Mm -hmm. wait a second. And I love how they build everything up because he's, you've got the meeting with the mom who talks about this serial killer. And of course, the whole time he's like, well, this is ridiculous and yeah. you know, making fun of her. And then all of these clues about Harriet's past start coming out. And you're like, no, she can't really be the – I mean, yes, I know the title says, so I married an axe murderer. <laughs> but she can't really be the axe murderer. And then as it keeps going, you're like – just as he uncovers all of it and she – you know. Um, down to like even at the wedding day where she starts singing only you in all the different languages. And he's like, wait a second. How does she know it? (laughs) It's so many different languages. Like it's just really, really well done because it is so over the top. They tell you what they're doing the whole time, but you still just have a fun time watching it and enjoying it. And can I just say, I mean, we talked about how great the casting is, but we haven't talked about Nancy Travis yet. Oh, oh she's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Is effervescent in this in this role. And this I I ended up having a crush on Nancy Travis because of this movie. I was yeah. 18 yeah. when this came out and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's beautiful. She's funny. She's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and she knows how to handle meat. It's just, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just phrasing. Oh, um... wait. <laughs> Because she's a butcher, and like I, I like hamburgers and steaks. See, if Jake so was still wearing would, glasses, he'd take them off right I, now. For himself. Like, we didn't even do it. He did it to himself. Yeah. I actually started my crush on Mike Myers from this movie because yeah. you don't usually make him the love interest of a film. Right. And he's actually a very good-looking guy, but it was when he was dressed as his dad and singing, If you want my body and you think, you think I'm, sexy. I'm sexy. I was like, yeah. you're hilarious. I I am in love with you. Like, I just... <laughs> We have a piper down. I repeat, a piper is down. And then you got to see his butt, and you were like, "That's it, I'm in." Nah, that doesn't. No, no. it's it's more of no. a humor thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, he's he is hilarious. He has Mike Myers has great timing. He when really it does. To, it doesn't matter how big of a part or how small of a part that he has. Like he was in. Um, girl on top or whatever with uh gwyneth paltrow and he plays um woman on top i don't remember but he's like a pilot he teaches like people how to be stewardesses okay and he's got this lazy eye in this movie and he's like this very small part of the film and he doesn't ever get to be a pilot because of the lazy eye so now he's teaching people how to be flight attendants basically Mm -hmm. and he has he is even great in that small part. And that was after he had been big for a long time. And he's just the small part in this movie. Um, And he says one of 
my favorite quotes of any movie he's in, including this movie, when he's like, you're what we call um, a peak too sooner. You peaked too soon. And I love that quote, but he just has great timing. Like whether he's pretending to be a character or he is himself, he's just has good timing. I'm not a huge fan of like the, uh, um, Oh, what are the pretend Austin Powers? Austin Powers. Like they are what they are. They have their moments and they're funny. They're not my favorite Mike Myers movies, but even those, like even how ridiculous they are, he's brilliant in them. I didn't like the character of Austin Powers, but I love Dr. Evil and his, Mm -hmm. and his son. Yeah. (laughs) Seth Green is his son. Oh yeah. Seth Green is his son. And then he's got, so this is an interesting movie to watch because it's in, it came out in 93 um, and so Mike Myers was just barely coming out of Saturday Night Live. You know, he'd, he'd done Wayne's World. And mm-hmm. somebody said, we need to make him a romantic lead in this romantic comedy that is off the wall and weird, but he mm-hmm. plays it so well and does a great job. I don't understand why he didn't get more roles like that after that, because then it really goes into like Austin Powers and the I wonderful. I he wasn't interested. And, and maybe that's, that's it. Guess. I don't, I don't, just like Jack Black, again, Jack Black, we've seen him play a love interest in a movie and he did great, but I think that they are such comedians and they are such like these, it's hard to be a comedian. Like I know Mm -hmm. people usually like dramatic roles, whatever, but to have the kind of timing that him and Jack Black have, and then to, and I don't want to say this to offend anyone because I, I like romantic comedies just fine to waste that talent being a romantic lead where mm-hmm. it's a totally different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would get bored. You know what I mean? Plus you're going up against people at that time, like Tom Cruise and Mel Gibson right. and like all this stuff. And mm-hmm. so why put yourself through that stress? Mm-hmm. Like if you have this talent that they don't have, cause there's no way I've seen Tom Cruise and you know, um, Mel Gibson be funny, but not this kind of funny. Yeah. So honestly, like That's you're in your own, you're in your own realm. You're not going up against anyone because nobody is Mike Myers. No, yeah. you know what I mean? Like who could you pick that you could put in the same? Cause even Jack Black is not Mike Myers. He's Jack Black. No, it's very They're different. Two yeah. Totally different comedians. So right, right. I think he was super smart to do his own thing and to have that creative outlet. Because I think if he would have gone more the romantic role, you have to follow a lot of rules for that to work. That's a good point. Yeah. Whereas Austin Powers follows no rules. <laughs> like, yeah. It makes fun of all the rules. It does. And those movies made a ton of money, whether you liked them oh, or yeah, not. Did. He made oh, a yeah. crap ton of money off those movies. Well, and I think that that was the other thing. I, I, I think you're right. It is hard to be the romantic lead because there are a lot of rules and, and you do kind of get pigeonholed and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, once he did Austin Powers and it was as big a hit as it was like, why would you go back to doing that other thing when yeah. you've got this that makes you different, that's super successful? And then you go and you make the love guru and people just wonder what's wrong with you and why. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. He casts some some very um, interesting females to be up against him in these, you know, Austin Powers. He had uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even the love guru. I can't think of her name, but she was the it girl for a while. Um. Yeah, I was going to look it up right now and see. <laughs> but, but I mean, again, Nancy Travis in this, her, she to me is the heart and soul Jessica of, of Alba. the film. Oh, and yeah, Justin Jessica Timberlake. Alba. There was somebody else too, I thought. But yeah, I forgot about Alba. Anyway, um, I got to say, rewatching this last night, it took me back to my final year in high school because that was in 93 and the music soundtracks, the music drops that they chose. I'm like, this is so 1993 when they dropped the the drum fill for Three Kings mm -hmm. uh, or Little Princess or or Three Princes. Two two Princes. Two Princes. (laughs) From from this... The Spin like, Doctors. Yeah, from the Spin Doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Which was that song was everywhere when it came. Like uh-huh. it was everywhere. Um, and then even the beginning with the uh There She Goes. There she goes. Song. Yep. I love that. Um, Every time I hear that song, I just think of this movie. Yeah. And there was another one. Um they, they dropped she's the all that where they did 
where that song was a big part of, of that movie as well, but it was a different mm-hmm. band that did it. The Sixpence, none the richer. I like this version better. And when I, even yeah. when I hear the Sixpence version, I think of this movie and this song yeah. because it, it's always stuck with me. Whatever um, you do, don't Google the love guru because the picture of it is him and then Jessica Alba and then Justin Timberlake looking like the most gross porn star in the world. I, my day is ruined. <laughs> All right. Don't do it. I'm telling you right now, just step away Step away from the keyboard. Yeah. Well, and and really, there's no reason why you would need to look it up. We've given you all the pertinent information from the film now. You don't need to look it up (laughs) for any reason at all. Um, No, but but this movie is, he is really, really good. And I think it is because of his comedic timing. And he does a great job with Nancy Travis, who also Mm -hmm. has great timing in this movie. She does. She does. So, and she does good playing up against kind of over the top um male leads like she plays yeah. in in the last man standing mm-hmm. um with Tim and Allen I love right now that show because of her yeah and she's canceled. very good it's, this is its final season anywhere like they're not moving it to a different network or anything but I love her cancel culture strikes again no it's just over it should I'm have been kidding. over three seasons I'm just ago. it's a good show but it's over <laughs> <laughs> I one of my favorite things that they do is timing, which is not only comedic timing, but um like cinematography timing, like shot is when they're in the butcher shop and she's cutting all these things up and it's getting closer and closer, and then it looks like it's to him and she just cuts it off and it's like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's just these little things that yeah it's great and then when he's like he goes in and he's like his hand with the meat and he's like oh oh." (laughs) the nurse (laughs) i gotta think that that scene has outtakes for days i'm sure sure. i mean if the director (laughs) is smart when he when anybody works with mike myers if they're smart Smart they give him air like Uh they let him you know have his own moments i feel like they said okay this is the scene. And what we're picturing is you're going to goof off to try to impress this girl all day long. So do whatever you would do to do that. Yeah. And he was like, all right, well, here we go. Yeah. I would love to see like what ended up on, you know, the editing room floor for this movie, because I bet it's just, and they did put like some of it in like later on in the movie, like at the, after the credits, but Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love who plays his best friend, the detective. I love that actor and I can't ever remember his name, but he's yeah. one of my favorite actors. I love when he pops up in a movie. I think he's great. Well, and he's yeah. so fun in this one. Um, his interaction with the police captain um, <laughs> is just <laughs> The police captain awesome. is awesome too. He's uh, Anthony, from Little Miss, Little Miss Sunshine. What's his name? Uh, Anthony LaPigula. Yes. Pigula? is the is the friend plays tony um but yeah the police captain when he comes in and he's like you know what what's wrong tony and like they have this like heart to heart he's like you're just not like i pictured it it like starsky and hutch where you're gonna yell at me for going off the rails like and so what he does listen man (laughs) he starts yelling at him and then he comes back afterwards like by the way captain that was great that was so much better he's like okay you liked i was worried that i went a little over the top no it was perfect oh but i gotta go save my friend now like (laughs) it was just i love that interaction groden was the captain sorry i thought it was a no charles groden is the is the guy that he's trying to commandeer the car oh yes sorry then the captain sorry i'm looking at oh you're good you're good i thought it was Charles Grodin's another actor whose delivery, he's like Phil Hartman. His delivery just makes me laugh no matter what. Yes. Yeah. And And little Greg um, German is in this movie. Little, little itty bitty before he's big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Charles Grodin, when he goes to commandeer the car (laughs) and he's like, I need to commandeer this vehicle. No. Like (laughs) (laughs) just flat out. No, no. One of my, I don't know if it would hold up well, but my mom loved, there's a movie called Clifford and it's got Charles oh and Martin Short who plays a young little boy. And I'm kind of interested to go back and watch it to see if it, if it holds up at all. But those two together were just great. I, I like him a lot and he's not in a lot of, of pieces. No, he's well, not. It, 
he plays the same character every time. But oh yeah, mm-hmm. and Anthony that plays his best friend. If you haven't seen the movie Empire Records, also yes. one of my favorite off the wall kind of weird movies from the nineties. He plays in that movie, and uh, I really like him in that movie as well. He's actually the owner of the record store, and it's just like they don't run it like any store that should ever make any money. Yeah. (laughs) Empire Records was another movie that had a great soundtrack. Yes. Mm -hmm. So good. And so many young actors that are now like big and have done all these things, but they're all just little babies. Maybe sometime we can talk about that one because there's, I love, there's so many good quotes. Like when he's, um, super gluing quarters to the floor and he's like i don't feel like i need to explain my art to you so anytime anybody questions me on facebook i quote that i don't feel i need to explain my art to you warren my name's not warren <laughs> <laughs> why do you keep calling why does she keep calling me warren on, don't worry about I it i have that on vhs that's how nice <laughs> nice wow very nice yeah <laughs> Well, I, I loved um, I love that Rose ends up being the actual murderer yeah. here, and that somehow Harriet has no idea what's been going on, like at all. She just thought all of her husbands left her, and so I love because when they're in the the honeymoon part and they're at this retreat, and his friend calls him to tell him, "Hey, look, she really is the murderer. You need to get out of there." So he starts getting nervous and tense, and then she starts getting nervous and tense because she thinks he's going to leave, and he thinks that she's getting nervous and tense because she's getting ready to kill him, and like all this stuff, and it's all playing out because you don't know yet the. Ro- and it's just really, really well done until Rose pops out, and you're like, "What is?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they have the fight on the roof, which has more crotch hits than really any fight <laughs> has any business having like more kicks and axe handles and pipes pipe. to, yeah but you just <laughs> you know it, a good and almost shot, bullets I right a good shot to the crotch is it's like seasoning like you, you just need a little bit for flavor mm-hmm. you don't need mm-hmm. to overdo it you start overdoing it, and that's all you taste. And it's and you nobody wants that. You just need a little bit for flavor. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> you little can overdo it. Shot. You can overdo it, and this this one definitely definitely overdoes it. But <laughs> it's still fun. <laughs> it does. There's a lot of them in this anyway. It, there really is. There is, yes. I think I didn't notice it as much because I don't have balls. So <laughs> listen, it didn't, this, it didn't really hit me the same way it hit you. Guys. Well, th- in this particular fight, it doesn't matter. Cause even she gets one when right. he kicks her right I between the legs. That, but I guess I, it wasn't like, to me, it wasn't, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I was just like going with the flow. Cause yeah, it's yeah. just weird. And, and you really, I don't know if you notice it as much in the moment, but when you start thinking back, you're like, oh, yeah. Then he slides down the roof and there's the stovepipe. And then there's yeah. like, mm-hmm. and then there are the gunshots that almost hit him. And yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. but it's still a fun movie. I still, yeah. I, I mean, I, that doesn't no, ruin yeah. it, but yeah. Um, but I, I love this movie. It is such a piece of my growing up and where um, I think when I saw it the first time, I went with. Um, a cousin of mine who was like from California, who was a couple years older than me. So number one, he could drive and I couldn't drive yet. And he took me to this movie that was more grown up than it probably should have been. <laughs> and plus he was really cool. So I wanted to be like him and this movie, like, so because of that, I loved this movie, but even after that, watching it more and more, I still, I loved it for other reasons because I just love the movie, but nice. Anyway. Yeah. I, I'm going to go ahead right now and just throw it out there. I'm giving this movie an A. You guys know I don't do wow. that very often, but wow. I've seen this movie a lot. I think it holds up. It is funny. I've never seen any movie like this. Like it was an original storyline. Um, mm-hmm. It was an original concept, um, original characters. Yes. It's like, 
you know, a guy that's kind of afraid of commitment. Like we've seen that before, but not in this way. And I haven't seen any movie try to emulate this. You know what I mean? Like it hasn't been remade into seven different styles of things. No TV shows came off of it. Like it is its own and I can still watch it to this day and laugh at the jokes and get what they're talking about. And I just, it's enjoyable. It's just super enjoyable. And so um, mm-hmm. I give it an A, like the, it's an A for me. Wow. That's rarefied Our- air. That is, that's very true. What about you, Tracy? He, Tracy's going to bring this down. I'm. What, what are you going to? What are you going to give it, Come Tracy? On, it was, it was over seasoned with crunch. <laughs> it was. So, so I, I have, I have like two levels on this. One is the nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. Um, the nostalgia factor is high, but I didn't think it held up as well. Um, it, it, I mean, it's it's funny, it's quirky, it's cute. I love Nancy Travis. Um, Mike Myers' Scottish dad makes me laugh. Mike Myers' character in this is a little too over the top, too much for me. It is, it's kind of like the crotch shot. It's a little too much seasoning. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I mean, it's it's okay. It's fun. I don't know that I really need to go back and revisit it a lot, but um, I'll probably go like B minus. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. I don't want to bring it down. I don't want to be the the guy, but. It just, I mean, it was okay, you, but it, it didn't, it didn't <laughs> grab me. Yeah. That's probably good. But it? I, I mean, like I can quote it. It's fair. Yeah. I know I, I can quote it and I, I just, yeah. I know it just, it, it, it's a very much a product of its time. And I don't know that it held up great, but it's still enjoyable. I mean, like it's, it's still worth checking out. Yeah. Now you've done it with that review. I'm gonna go. I know. I'm sorry. Cry, my, cry myself no. to sleep on my I'm huge sorry. pillow. <laughs> um, I this is an A minus for me. It's really a lot of fun. Um, I think it's hard for me to to give it an A. I was surprised Val when you gave it an A, but I'm happy happily surprised. Like, um, but I I just think it is so rewatchable. Um, the nostalgia factor for me, I can't just separate that out because mm-hmm. it is so strong for me. Um, and so I do really enjoy it. I'm a big Mike Myers fan by and large. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is one of his better films. And so I just, I enjoy it from start to finish. Nancy Travis is amazing in it. Um, his best friend is amazing in it. His mom is a pervert, but in like the best, most <laughs> funny way ever. <laughs> like she's just a creeper and it's just she is funny. A creeper. Like when she goes to give him a totally. kiss goodbye, his friend. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like there's something that was too her. much seasoning. If we're gonna talk, that about was a lot of seasoning. seasoning. <laughs> that was not Corona friendly. No, it no. was not. No, it wasn't. But this is from the before times, so it's yeah. fine. It yeah, this fine. is the before. Yeah, it, it is weird watching movies and stuff now, where like people are in crowded subway cars, and you're like, we did uh, that on oh. the new Bachelor season of The Bachelor, even during Corona times. It's too much saliva swapping. I can't watch the show. I The Bachelor is stupid. I'm just throwing yeah, that, that well, out there. But like I'm, during Corona and you're making out with five and six different women, I know you've been tested. That's wrong to begin with. Like, why do they agree to that? And yeah. then it's just like they show it. And all the time, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like cooties. All the yeah. cooties. <laughs> I, sorry, I, Colin Farmer. I, I'm not sorry. Colin knows what I think about what he likes. Colin. I've told him. There's no secrets there. I tell him to his face. To yeah. your face, Colin. And he won't, he won't apologize to me for some of the stuff he says about The Last Jedi. I'm not apologizing to him for what I have to say about The Bachelor. And he hey, can just deal with it. we are a show that has put our rings together. We're against The Bachelor. Yes. Unite. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I saw your post the other day, Val, and I'm like, you don't have to justify not liking The Bachelor to anybody. It's stupid. Well, no I do because I'm supposed to talk it, about it on yeah. the radio because all of our listeners freaking watch mm-hmm. the show. And Mike and I went on the other day and said, look, we don't care. We started out the season with like, okay, this could be all right. And now we're like, this is awful. And we're not watching it again. We said it on the air so that like even our boss can't argue with us. We said it out loud. Like you can't tell us yeah. to go back and pretend to like it because it's awful. Like it's yeah. just awful for so many reasons. Well, I yeah. don't even know how this is even still okay to be a show. I don't know like, if it will be I after this season. I, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. I don't get I'd kind of be surprised Except, if it came back, yeah. 
Except it, it to it me, it is it falls... coming back. They already have like oh, the really? Bachelorette like picked oh. out. And, yeah, like it's it's not. It's it business. makes too much money for yeah. them. Yeah, but it, it all like when you ask why would these people go on the show and do this, it all comes under that that documentary we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Tracy. The um, fake famous mm-hmm. people just mm-hmm. want to be famous, like. Okay, this is a, a kind of a PG-13 statement. So if you need to step away really quick, step away. I don't care how famous. I'm not putting your thing in my thing just to be famous. Any of your things in any of my things just to be 15-minute bachelorette famous. Yeah. Stop it. All you women are smarter than that. Lock it up and go for oh, something like... Lock it up. <laughs> Lock it up. You heard it here first. Lock it up. I just love, I'm not putting any of my things in any of your things. And I don't want any of your things in my things for just 15 minutes to say you were on The Bachelorette. Listen, I don't, I don't That's know. That's not the right kind of famous for any of that. Like, I don't know. What makes that statement PG thirteen? Like, I don't want people putting stuff in my car or like in my wallet. Don't be putting your school books in my backpack. I'm gonna get with your bike in my trunk. Get it out of there. Don't don't That's put right. your cauliflower in my grocery cart. I don't want that. I like cauliflower. <laughs> don't don't be parking your bike in my rack. All right, just. <laughs> Keep your car out of my garage. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, if I had glasses, I'd be taking them off right now. Jake, you... <laughs> Don't go to Urban Dictionary and Google anything you just said. <laughs> I love my this sweet, episode so my, much. My, this my is my favorite episode child. of this season. Like, Jake just... is like so sweet. He's like, what? What? No idea. <laughs> Listen. I love it. I'm crying, you guys. <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying is my port is a private port, and it's not open to just anybody's boat. Okay. That's all. Jake, you have seasoned this episode so finely. It's so finely seasoned. It's like the perfect amount of seasoning. You know what? Because of this conversation, I'm going to go back and give this movie an A. <laughs> yes! Yes! Yes, we did it, Jake. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> because whenever I think of this movie now, I'm going to think of this conversation. <laughs> Lock it up. Lock it up, ladies. Lock it up. Go do something more productive with your parts. <laughs> well, that'll about do it for this episode. Stay tuned for the Snyder <laughs> It's the four-hour four version. Ew. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the biggest reason we're giving you a week. In my mouth. <laughs> For the Snyder Cut, we're giving you a week because that's almost enough time to watch the whole thing. So <laughs> well, we you will know, be- and I really quick on on Snyder. Um, I read an interview with him this week, and he said that the the the, the doing Watchmen so inspired his vision for Justice League, and I'm like, it totally did. And I love Watchmen, like I love yeah. the comic. I actually liked Zack Snyder's version of it. I thought it was very faithful to the comic. I love the HBO series that they did. Um, it's a great universe, but you can't take that deconstruction of the superhero and put it into the DC universe and have it work. You know, you can't deconstruct Superman and it just, it, nah, I'm just, anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it, but we'll do it. It'll yeah. be fun. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Last time we picked a movie that none of us were looking forward to, we ended no, up with an episode we couldn't air. I think we're looking forward to like ripping it apart. Yeah, I, I might so be too. eating my words. I've said this a few times. Maybe. Like, I might actually. I, I. This is a thing. I think it's definitely going to be better because how could it be worse, right? It could be exactly the same amount of poo, um, but I think I'm going to like it more than I thought. 
So mm-hmm. I think I might be eating my words from over the last three years. I just feel really bad. This is the thing is that if you have a nerd in your life that has just been holding on to the Snyder cut for yeah. the last three years, has it been like three years? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. now it's going to come out like they have nothing now. After this comes right. out, they're going to be grabbing for something to to make them feel better Cause, about cause Warner Brothers about is their not universe. moving forward. Yeah, Warner Brothers is not moving forward with the Snyderverse. Thankfully, yeah. Yeah, but you I know. mean, they just needed to hold on to something to say, you know. But it's better, and and we have something to prove. And now they're going to have yeah. nothing. You yeah. know, like there's going to be other movies coming out, but there's going to be no angst to be had yet. So just mm-hmm. keep an eye on them, like watch them. They may not check be up okay. on them. You need to Reach check in to on them. them. Yeah. 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 They'll be, yeah, it's, it's a serious problem. It, yeah, it, it's hard. <laughs> Bless their hearts. <laughs> they could always, they could always get into Star Wars. I mean, that'll give them plenty. Don't to be push them over angry. there. You don't need any more angry <laughs> people nope. over there. Nope. Don't come to Star Wars. Shut your mouth. Nope. Lock it up, Jake. Lock, Lock it, up. it up. Lock it up. It's locked up. <laughs> You know you what? Keep, this is a good example. Angry, we don't you want your angry fanboys out of my things. Star Wars. Don't take your Snyder things and put them into our Star Wars things. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you can find us all over the internet. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And if you like what you heard today, which who wouldn't, please come <laughs> back. not? Next week when we have another weird film yet to be named, but it'll you be fun. I, 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 because this is my pick and I've been thinking about it during the conversation. Let's go weird. Let's go with an 80, like Terry Gilliam's time bandits. Oh my hell. Okay. Okay. This is going to be. So come back next week for time bandits. What, weirder through the rest of March. What could it possibly go wrong as we talk about time bandits? <laughs> A movie about like little minions of God stealing a map of through time and space and trying to steal stuff in order to get rich. Come on. I'm so excited. Like this is going to be great. So <laughs> it's on HBO max. So you can check it out if you've got a subscription. Yep. Which if you're going to come back for our cider cut, you have to have a subscription. So maybe it could be a good palate cleanser. After you watch the cider cut, go to watch time bandits and it'll be fine. Everything you know, Terry fine. Gilliam, Terry Gilliam is unlike any other filmmaker out there. Yes. You know that it's his work and I haven't seen this in a long time. So I'm excited to actually go back and watch it because I loved it as a kid. Yeah, that's so. a good pick. It'll be fun. So, all right, we'll come back next week for that. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We appreciate it. And uh, we won't see you at the movies. We won't see, but we'll see you, you in the at cut. the movies. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.